1: This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. It is great to have you in today on a Wednesday. Uh, A lot to get to. You're going to hear from Bengals offensive lineman Jake Fisher and backup quarterback AJ McCarron as trade rumors broke earlier this morning out of Denver. I will address those and what I've heard about those as well. But let's start by letting you know where you can find us on iTunes, Audioboom.com, and now on the iHeartRadio app. You can follow me on Twitter, at JamesRapine, at LockedOnBengals. And let's start today with uh, the news that happened late uh, yesterday, or during the practice yesterday. Marvin Lewis was uh, unable to stay at practice, was there early on yesterday and had to get some uh, medical attention. So special teams coordinator Darren Simmons took over practice. Marvin joined the team later uh, in the day yesterday is back as well he had a a press conference today seemed fine so it looks like marvin lewis all systems go despite the team having a scare earlier uh yesterday around mid-afternoon yesterday and um, so now that we got that out of the way let's address these rumors And, and the rumors of aj mccarron to denver come from a source that and i've talked to multiple people in denver who know the gentleman who reported this and they say he is a credible person credible source doesn't just uh, go out there and toss things around on twitter or on the radio for no reason so with that being said uh aj McCarran talked and you're gonna hear from him in about 60 seconds he denies here well not denies that, that's not the right word but he he says he hasn't heard anything from his agent hasn't heard anything from the bengals so that gives you an idea of where things are if they're is anything there so you'll you'll hear from AJ McCarron in just a second I will say this there's no way the Bengals are just going to give up AJ McCarron for you know a third round pick it's just not happening so this idea that he could be in these reports that he could be on the block or being shopped that's one thing but it's going to take a package to get him and it's going to take a lot and the reason is it's pretty simple and all you have to do is look at the Miami Dolphins What happened to the Miami Dolphins the moment their starter went down? You saw how they felt about their backup. And the Bengals aren't in that position. They're not going to have to scramble right now if something happened to Andy for a couple games. They would just give the keys to A.J. McCarron. That's how they feel about him. Not many NFL teams feel that way about their backup. So to give up that security, and this may not be exactly what a lot of fans think, but ultimately if you're giving up that security you're going to have to get a lot in return think about what the dolphins did they basically told Matt Moore that they don't believe in him <laughs> cuz the moment their quarterback went down potentially for the season Ryan Tannehill they called a guy who was sitting on his couch eating potato chips and drinking beer while he preps for his Fox Sports career and they signed Jay Cutler so the Bengals aren't in that position they don't want to be in that position And that's why I think it will take a lot to get a commodity like A.J. McCarron uh, in in trade for him. Especially because the Bengals probably feel confident that they're going to win the the arbitration hearing that basically would give them control over A.J. McCarron for another year, team control, under his rookie deal because he didn't play his, his rookie season because of injury. So if that happens, then A.J. McCarron won't even be a free agent next year. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out. A.J. McCarron talked today about a bunch of stuff. He also talks about his restaurant and so much more. Here's A.J. McCarron earlier today in the Bengals locker room. A.J., I know you're aware of what's going on. Your name has been all over the internet this morning in trade talks with Denver. Um, does any of that stuff surprise you? Or are you aware of that at all, just hearing that right now?
2: Um, yeah, that's the first I've
1: heard. Um, all reports have been denied, just so you know. I'm just, it's one of those things that it happens a lot. Is it ever surprising to you?
2: No, nothing in, in this league is surprising, so um, that's the first I heard about it and I don't know anything, so I really don't have a comment on it, yeah. Dude, when things
1: like that happen, like, how many texts do you get from your friends and family and you have to, like, go figure out what's going
2: on? Um, I haven't gotten any texts, so, really? um, yeah. Maybe
0: it just died down that fast.
2: I, I don't know, um, I mean, my family does a good job of not paying attention to all the BS, so, um. Unless I hear it from my agent, then you know, we just don't pay attention to it, and uh, that's what I pay him for.
1: Do you feel uh, just this preseason have an extra? I mean, you've you've had a uh, you've made your mark here, you know, a lot in preseason. Is, does this one take on added significance because of your situation?
2: No. All right. Listen, you know, preseason's. Of course, you want to play great, and uh, you want to do extremely well every time you're out there uh, on the field for your team, um, you know, and, and for the organization, and for yourself. So um, I don't, I don't think you know anything changes. Uh, you want to go out and play well, and if you don't, you're pissed about it. And uh, but um, no, I just, I just want to go out there and play. That's it. You
0: found this off season harder. Because your name's been more in, in. Uh, of I mean, it, you know,
2: it, it gets a little crazy just because everywhere you go, somebody wants to talk about that. Um, but I, I keep a very small circle, and um, like I said, I, I only pay attention to it if my agent calls me and says, yeah. "Hey, this is what's up." I just I don't uh, read into what Twitter says. Um, it's just something I don't do. Uh, if I get on Twitter, I'm usually looking at politics or uh, something along those lines. So, um, unless my agent tells me, I just I just try to stay like my brother. My brother does a really good job of sending me text every morning and talking about blinders and, and staying in, you know, in the zone and, uh, and focused on what I need to be focused on. And uh, I really appreciate that from him, and uh, it helps me a lot mentally. Did he send you one this morning. Um, I don't know. I have to check real quick. Don't look how many messages you have. It might be a lot. <laughs> no, nope. I only got one. Yeah. from My assistant says my Under Armour account is active. So <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. good. you Get some gear. Um, yeah. <laughs> so under-
1: I guess you're an Under Armour guy,
2: huh? Yeah. 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 Yep. What is the worst? What is the worst? I just got one yesterday. That's good. that's good. Talked about keep your head down and grind and. Yeah. Uh, so, so he just does really good, Corey. Yeah. What, what is the worst, worst rumor you ever heard about? The most off-base thing you ever heard about you? You know, you play in a high-profile uh, position, a high-profile program in Alabama. Yeah. What's the what's 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 the goofiest thing you ever heard? Um. Probably that I. That I'm the only owner of that restaurant and that I named it and uh, <laughs> I came up with everything. It's like. I mean that. I mean to me, that's probably the weirdest thing right now. Um,
1: that just happened.
2: Yeah, we we opened last night. But for anybody that wants to know, I'm not the only owner, uh, and I did not come up with a name. I had no control in any of that. I just did you see the tweet by Cordell Jones. No. And okay. then. What want, do you want to know what he said? Yeah, I don't care. Uh, he just he basically said, "We've had restaurants like that in Ohio for seven years." Uh, good for him. <laughs> Sorry. Just because, yeah. I, so, what's the name of those? Uh, Ajan. So A J I A J I N, um, and it's catchy and. So I mean, I, open? they opened last night, soft right. opening, Where? and then uh, in Tuscaloosa at the university. So how'd it uh, go, as far as you know? Uh, I heard it went great. Um, I did have some people, you know, tweet me and say they thought the sushi was awesome, and and you know, to Cardell, I guess, um, you know, that's how things, uh, you know, somebody comes up with something and then that's how it spreads uh, throughout. (laughs) I mean, that's I'm pretty sure that's how fast food worked. McDonald's was probably the first one, and then uh, people came up with other ways to do it. So,
0: what's special about the restaurant?
2: well, it's just um, so it's like a fast served. Uh, so you get to go in and pick, you know, white or brown rice, um, seaweed, uh, or uh, or what? What is it called? Um, what's the what's the other? Um, is it soy? So like
1: kind of I guess a different soy wrap. wrap, a wrap? wrap. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah.
2: And then you you just go down the line. Um, Uh, and then pick what you want and so I mean it's really good like you think you go to a sushi place like a restaurant usually sushi takes a long time Um, so I mean I thought it was a great idea to be a part of there's nothing like
0: that you get other investors
2: oh yeah So I'm a partial and uh, and I'm I don't
0: you're probably more worried about you are probably more interested in that than the trade probably
2: yesterday but yeah of course <laughs> i mean you want it to do well anytime it you know has anything to do with you but um, so it's not named after you with the aj no it, it is oh, okay i just i had no say so like I, i'm not a money investor i'm a i gotcha. name okay so you're not even getting money off no i will yeah for using my name but you didn't put any money in. no didn't
0: that's a pretty good
2: deal <laughs> I guess it is. Governor? <laughs>
0: Governor
1: McKinnon? With all the,
0: the trade rumor nonsense and then also the, the arbitration deal, how much easier is it to stay grounded now that you're dad? I mean, we see you out there with your son running around. Has, has that changed your perspective?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, anybody that knows me, like, I just like playing football. Um, and like I said about the trade during, you know, the offseason was um, – As a competitor, you want to play, but listen, this is my circumstance. Like, I'm here, I'm going to try to be the best I can be um, for this team, for AD, whatever I need to do. So um, to have my son around is just awesome, though. Like, uh, it just keeps your mind off of, you know, and and my wife is unbelievable. Uh, Like I said, I have a a small circle. So everybody just does a really good job of communicating in my circle and uh, and we just try to stay in the moment. And there's no reason um, to allow mental clutter uh, with all this other stuff going around um, Just stay in the moment and have fun. I mean, we're all living a dream. Everybody in this locker room uh, coming from mobile. I never would have thought any of this was true. So I, I just enjoy it and have fun. How the different was yesterday without Mark out right there? Um, other than him talking you know behind us um, while we're running offensive plays I, I mean it, it, as an offense you don't really notice just because he's more on you know uh, hands-on with the defense but um, I, I I mean again you know things happen and you try to just stay in the moment stay focused and, and that's what I was just you know based on just just trying to keep my guys in the moment and uh and having a good day their last day of practice really
1: so that's aj mccarron and i, I don't think uh, a trade or anything like that is imminent. i don't think that's likely uh from what i hear sure teams might reach out and the Bengals are going to obviously take calls but uh i there's no offers on the table or anything like that and i don't even know if the Bengals took a call today so ultimately it sounds like that report is just that a report uh, that might not be true. It doesn't sound like AJ McCarron is going anywhere. As far as the offensive line, and I want to get to the offensive line and sneak this in. Uh, I talked with Jake Fisher today, and he's added some weight this offseason. He's obviously playing right tackle for the first time in his career. He has a set position and uh, a, a starting job up for grabs for him. Here's uh, my one-on-one interview with Bengals lineman Jake Fisher. How was your offseason?
0: Offseason was fantastic, man. I uh, had a great opportunity to get better, really work on my body physically, mentally, and just prepare for the season.
1: I heard that you put on some weight, some mm-hmm. some good weight. I see the, the food and stuff. It, mm-hmm. it looks like, what, what did you change diet-wise? Um, I actually have my
0: my blood analyzed, to see what I'm allergic to, what causes inflammation within my body of what I eat. Uh, from there, we're able to take the next step to make foods and make a list that is available as far as meat, uh, your starches, your things like that, that you're able to put into your diet. And we create a diet and stick to it, and it's working well for me.
1: Does it feel good, or are you more comfortable knowing that you're the, the right tackle, you, you have a, a spot now heading into the season, versus in the past they've kind of moved you around a bit? Um,
0: I don't want to say use the word comfortable. i uh, more confident in what we've done and what we've been able to prepare with. Um, you never know what the situation brings. Every day changes, so you have to prepare for anything. Uh, in this business, you could be here one day and you could be gone the next. Um, from that aspect, I'm able to, right now, be in the right position and uh, really take advantage of the time that I had there. Learn the offense, learn the little nuances of everything that we're really practicing right now. How
1: exciting is it to see uh, all the skill positions that you got, <clears throat> excuse me, that you guys added in the off-season, just kind of seeing the potential that this offense could have. Yeah, I mean, we've added a,
0: a tremendous amount of talent, and we've had a tremendous amount of talent since I've gotten here. Um, we do a very good job of analyzing guys and seeing what, what works with what, and I think that now we have a pretty well-rounded offense, and I think it's going to be a pretty good year.
1: Marvin went down yesterday. It wasn't at practice, rather. Uh, returned to the team later. What does that do as a player, senior coach, kind of? Not play through the pain, but kind of doing that, returning to, to yeah. the team as quick as he can.
0: Um, not knowing the severity of things. You, you never really understand them, what someone's dealing with health-wise. Um, obviously, yesterday he had to take a little setback back and make sure he was okay. Uh, we're just glad to have him, have him back and I'm glad that he's good. What's it like working with, with Paul Alexander? Uh, he's a very good coach. He's very influential in the way that we do things um, from a technique standpoint. He's able to really understand how we move as players, and he understands that every player is different, every body type is different, Uh, mentality, where we're from, who we are as people. Uh, He understands how to coach certain guys compared to other guys. And I think that creates a well-rounded room um, just to have the understanding of, of people and understand the big concept of things. I think for the young guys, it's tough because they're trying to grasp all of that at once. And until they do, then they start taking these massive steps uh, towards greatness and what the things they want to
1: accomplish. Willie Anderson was here yesterday. Any, uh, any wisdom that you got from Big Willie?
0: Uh, Willie's been, obviously he did what he did for a long time. He was very really good at it. Um, just to have him here, his presence, even if it's not necessarily a technique thing that we can pick up, um, understanding how he played and understanding the things that he did
1: and kind of translating it to your game. I think that's very important. Outside of this locker room, there's a lot of concern about the offensive line. Is there any pressure internally to to, to perform this season? Um, we're our, our biggest critics.
0: You know, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Like you said, it's it's outside this locker room, so we're going to keep it there. We're going to focus on what we need to focus on and continue to push. How 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 are you looking forward to to Friday and finally getting on the field, going full go? Yeah, it's just an opportunity to put. Um, a lot of time that we put in as far as practicing and techniques and all the off-season stuff, uh, finally put it together and put it on the
1: field and see what we can do. Jake, I appreciate the time. Thank you. That's Jake Fisher, and I think he's going to be pretty good. He gets grouped in with Cedric Abwehi because he struggled last year, but uh, he really hasn't had a set position or hasn't had, a, had a, a set job goal going into camp like this. So I think uh, success for him. Could certainly happen this year. I think he could end up being one of the better offensive linemen that the Bengals have in 2017. As for us, you could follow on Twitter at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe on iTunes, audioboom.com, and on the iHeartRadio app. And uh, follow for Twitter on the latest uh, news, et cetera. I did a Bengals Q&A on my blog at ESPN1530.com that you should check out. And until tomorrow, when I will be back in studio with music and all the uh, bells and whistles that we normally have, I'm James Rapine signing off here from Paul Brown Stadium. Thank you for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast.